five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report, part of the Double Dropkick Show. I'm your host, Heath Mulliken. Today we got uh, a special episode as I talk about some of the happenings in the region. We're into a new year, which means we are in award season. Uh, so let me catch you up. There are the Carolina Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. Those are moderated by Robert Truesdale, a, AKA Redbeard. The way that those awards work are he selects a panel fans and wrestlers and everyone is allowed to uh, submit materials, sub, uh, make submissions, say, hey, I think, for example, I submitted Zuka King as a Wrestler of the Year candidate and, and sent, you know, link to some of his stuff. And the panel takes those submissions and from those submissions and from their own experiences, they submit nominations. Redbeard has a formula uh, that, that calculates you know from the nominations who's going to be a finalist and then once he has the finalist he puts polls out in the facebook group the carolina's professional wrestling awards fans are allowed to vote and so in the end i believe there are like seven or eight votes the panel they all get one vote and then the fans vote counts at counts as one vote now if you didn't know about this maybe you didn't because sometimes Independent wrestling, especially in this region, is conducted in an echo chamber. There were, I'm recording this on Thursday, January the 6th. This past Monday night, January 3rd, there were thousands of people at the Bon Secours Wellness Arena for Monday Night Raw. Thousands of people. And I would guarantee you that 90% of the people in the building, 90% of those people who spent $30 or more for a ticket have absolutely no idea that there is independent wrestling, that there are multiple promotions within an hour, two hours of Greenville, South Carolina. They have no idea. And that's part of the problem with independent wrestling is there are many of you listening to this, you may not even know there are awards, you may not know anything about independent wrestling, although if you listen to this show, you've heard about independent wrestling. And so, what happened in the former Facebook group uh, that Redbeard had, as the fan voting was being conducted, as the polls were being conducted, someone hacked the system someone had made it possible you have to it's a it's a facebook group you have to join what redbeard found is there were a lot of voting discrepancies due to a lot of bots and fake accounts that had infiltrated the the facebook group now a lot of this happened last year the the group experienced exponential growth last year i would say maybe even doubled in size as the fan polls were conducted 
and people you know invited their friends and family to come vote and so in the process of that redbeard had to close that group down he has started another group at my last check they were between four and five hundred members and to join that group you've got to answer some questions uh, and and you've got to be approved and I think all the posts have to be approved he's he's really uh, taken you know you know basically because he had to um, some people and this is how life is there are some people that are always going to do something stupid that ruin the fun for everybody else but Redbeard has persevered the voting is happening uh, in the show notes I'll put a link I think you've got a couple of more days to vote uh, again in the fan poll that only counts as as one vote but those are how those awards are conducted uh, in Georgia the Georgia Wrestling History Awards uh, have a have a little bit longer pedigree than the Carolina Awards and the Georgia Awards there um, the nominations you have to be somewhat connected to the wrestling business a wrestler a manager a promoter a booker uh, someone that works in production uh, I think they said they used to have you know people that worked at the concession stand or security they were submitting nominations so they've tried to kind of you know tried to you know make sure that doesn't happen anymore you have to have a legitimate relationship to professional wrestling those nominations are submitted they have a panel they have, it's not a panel they have a committee of people that sorts through the nominations and then they select the finalists uh, and then the finalists which were just announced last uh, this week I will post a link so you can see the finalists uh, and then again those same people who are connected to the wrestling business vote on uh, vote on the winner so so you have two awards uh, that are conducted differently one is voted on a combination of fans and 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 people inside the wrestling business the Georgia Awards uh, totally voted on by people within the wrestling business and like somebody like me who's a podcaster and also do commentary I, I could vote if I wanted to so before I say anything else if you want to hear even more analysis and behind-the-scenes news on both of these sets of awards go to patreon.com slash double dropkick for as little as a dollar a month uh, you can get inside information you're not going to get anywhere else about Carolinas and Georgia wrestling it is without a doubt the most in-depth coverage of Carolinas and Georgia wrestling uh, multiple times you know we I, I post multiple times a week uh, we have a private Facebook group that you can be a part of and, and join the conversation uh, we have fans who are patrons we have promoters who are patrons we have wrestlers who are patrons and uh, we we have a really cool community it's been amazing building those relationships and if you subscribe today you get access uh, there's several tiers if you subscribe today you get access to all the previous stuff I mean over I mean hundreds of episodes that have been posted so and why do I say it's the most in-depth coverage why am I confident in saying that 
because it's the only one. There's no other podcast covering Carolinas and Georgia wrestling like like we do. Uh, so now here's the thing, and I want to spend more time on this. So this may be multi episodes because um, I record this on my commute. So it's a li- I got a finite amount of time. Here's some of the issues with the voting. Here's some of the issues with both systems, okay? In Georgia, there's just way too much secrecy. They 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 intentionally don't tell you. I mean, um, they they tell you. Uh, we try to keep the panel a secret. Well, or the committee a secret. Well, that's kind of sketchy, right? Also, one of the moderators of the awards is now on the payroll of one of the promotions. He is paid to talk about that promotion, and that has led to some growth for that promotion, and it led to them getting or being a finalist for promotion of the year. Now, we don't have access. We don't know who all the nominees were. We don't know how many nominations everybody got. But here's the issue. Here's another issue with all the awards. There's no clear-cut standards for what it takes to be a nominee, to be a finalist. There's no clear-cut standards. I was reading this morning... I've had this book for a while and finally just said, you know what, I'm going to read about three pages of this book a day and maybe I'll finish it in a year. It's the Bill James Historical Baseball Abstract. It's about a thousand pages. Uh, Bill James, you don't know, pretty much the inventor of uh, cybermetrics. If you've seen the movie Moneyball, huge influence. Um, Bill James, you know, a consultant for the Boston Red Sox at a time when they broke the curse and won the World Series, changed the way we've, we look at baseball and, and changed sometimes the way baseball is played. And I was, I was reading this. It's, a, it's just an absolutely fascinating book. And I was reading it. And this morning, I was reading about awards. And they were talking about how, for the longest time, um, it, it didn't matter how many games you played or how many at-bats you got. If you had the highest average, you got the recognition, you got the award for having the highest average. Same thing with ERA. Didn't matter how many games you pitch, or for ERA, you had to pitch 10 complete games. And so there was a pitcher that got caught up in August who, you know, pitched 10 complete games, but he 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 had a lower ERA than a guy that had been pitching all year and went like 27 and 11. I want to say that was Bob Feller, maybe. This was in the 30s. Uh, one of the most recent uh, things where a baseball award was absolutely ridiculous, and this one may, I think this award is the standard for like bad award decisions, and that was 1999, Rafael Palmero won a Major League Gold Glove, even though in 1999, now he, he had played first base 
all the way up until 99. 99 in, in 1999, he only played 28 games at first base while playing 128 games at DH, yet he won a gold glove. He only played 28 games at first base. That is, without a doubt, I don't, I don't know that you could – I mean, you could debate MVP, should this guy – I mean, if you got two MVP candidates, they're both going to be pretty good. But I don't think you could argue that there's a worse, a worse award than Rafael Palmero's 1999 gold glove. It's absolutely ridiculous. What I think needs to happen in all of these awards is we just need to have some standards. For example, in Georgia this year, uh, the promoter of Mucha Lucha Atlanta, I think they run three or four shows. Now, they drew over 1,000 at all their shows, so their promoter is up. He's a finalist for promoter of the year. But their promotion is not up for promotion of the year. You had Sean Ambrose of KLT Promotions. He's up for promoter of the year. They run twice a month. They typically draw over 300 every show. They had one show they popped over 700. They, they've probably run <coughs> as many or more shows than just about anybody in Georgia. He's up for promoter of the year, but KLT's not up for promotion of the year. And so one of the things that makes all these awards great is it creates conversation. It creates controversy. But again, a lot of times that happens within the echo chamber of independent wrestling. Because, to complete my thought from earlier, there's dozens and dozens of Georgia and Carolina's wrestling Facebook groups, but the same people are in all of them. The same promoters, the same promotions, the same wrestlers, the same fans, we're in all of them. And those thousands of fans that were at Monday Night Raw who would be elated. I got a guy in my church and his son. He had no idea there was such a thing as independent wrestling. They came to a show. His son had a blast earlier this year, and they went to Raw. Well, they went to Raw, and he's always asking me, hey, when's the next show? When's the next show? When's the next show? And when people find out that there is local wrestling, and you can pay $10, you can go to Raw, and Raw's great, and you can pay $30, and you can be... 500 feet away from the ring, or you can go to an independent show. You can pay $10, and no matter where you sit, pretty much in that building, you're going to be within 50 feet of the ring. More than likely, you could be within six feet of the ring. And for a kid, for a kid, that's a pretty amazing experience. And so many people in this region have no idea that there's such a thing as independent wrestling, much less such a thing as independent wrestling awards. And so part of the problem with all this is we're just in the echo chamber. We've got to do a better job of spreading the word about independent wrestling. We've got to get more people involved. But then when we, when we have the awards, what makes a wrestler of the year? What makes a promotion of the year? What what is the criteria for all these awards? And that's been, uh, you know, that's been a conversation that didn't need to be had. If you want to be promotion of the year, is there a minimum number of shows you should run? 
I say yes. To me, promoter of the year should be based on you run a minimum number of shows. I don't know, eight or more. You run a minimum minimum number of shows. And then you just figure out the crowd. The average minimum number of shows. What's your average crowd per show? You're the promoter of the year. Let's take the guesswork out of it. Now you might say, well, people lie about their numbers. Well, let me tell you, in the state of South Carolina, every show must submit a gate receipt form which says how many people, how many paid tickets you had at your show. It's black and white. No, no debate. So if they want to lie on a government form, and, and if they inflate their numbers on the form, they're going to be paying more to the state. So there's no real incentive to inflate those numbers. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, here's the dirty little secret. There are promotions <clears throat> that that deflate that number, sometimes about 50%. There are promotions. Oh, oh, you didn't know? There are promotions that'll say on Facebook that they had 200 people at their show and only report about 70 paid to the State Athletic Commission. This is a fact because I've been to some of those shows. There are, um, there was one show which only had about 30 or 40 people, and I think they reported double that. Um, so it's, it's a, um, it's an interesting thing. And so what are the standards? To me, a wrestler of the year should be someone who's held a heavyweight championship, who has been in main events in multiple promotions and I know what you're saying well he that's not always who the best wrestler is um, listen if multiple promotions and multiple promoters are are giving that person the football and telling them to run with it and they're putting them in that spot dude that's a wrestler of the year and so there you know there's been a couple of times in the Carolinas where the wrestler of the year, was someone who had not held a heavyweight championship during the year. And there's been times when that award, I mean, it's a head scratcher. And there's, there's been other times like, well, you know what? That really was, they really were the best wrestler in the Carolinas. Like the year Cedric Alexander won Carolina's Wrestler of the Year. You know, he's getting ready to get signed. He was by far the best wrestler in the year. So are there times when there's an exception to the rule? Absol absolutely. Um, I'm just saying, and listen, I know that these people aren't listening. I know that there's nobody from the Georgia Awards Committee listening to this saying, oh, what's he, they don't care. But what I'm saying is there's, there's so much subjectivity and there's always going to be a hint of that or some of that. Um, but I think if we had criteria, I think if you had standards and everybody knew, hey, if this promotion you know, didn't run eight to eight plus shows this year, don't nominate them. Or, you know, if this wrestler, I, I mean, I was talking with someone about some of the Georgia female finalists. Uh, finalist for female wrestler of the year and 
I'm like, how, how many matches did they wrestle in Georgia this year? They didn't know. And so I feel like it's standards like that. Hey, you got to wrestle a minimum. If you want to win an award, you got to wrestle a minimum number of matches. I mean, that just seems, that's just logical, right? Um, you, you know, now, there's one of the awards, Best Technical Wrestler. The, the Kyle Matthews Best Technical Wrestler Award, which ironically, Kyle Matthews is a finalist for that award because um, he had retired. Um, and that's subjective. You know, I could ask 10 people, what do you think a technical wrestler is? They would have 10 different answers. Does it mean that they do at least one chain wrestling sequence or they do multiple submissions? What is that? Right. Again, just just write a couple of sentences and say, this is what we mean by technical wrestler. Uh, I think award season is great. I know I've got some patrons who think they're ridiculous and overblown. I think it's awesome. And I think it's great when... A wrestler celebrates being nominated or winning. I think, I think you should. Whatever you think of the awards, like when you get any kind of award, like it means it means something to you. But I, but because it creates, I, I love them because it gives me hours and hours of content that I can talk about on my podcast. But I, I, I love it. I think they're, I think they're great. I just think they can be better. I think there's a better way to do things. Um, I think there's a fine balance. So again, the links where you can check out the finalists from both, I encourage you to go join that Carolinas group so that you can participate in the voting. Don't hesitate. The voting's almost closed on that. I'll be going over who I voted for here in the next day or two. I'll also be going down the finalists for Georgia telling you who I would be voting for for that if uh, I decide to vote, which I, I think the voting closes on that Monday, and then they're going to announce all the winners Tuesday uh, Tuesday night. Um, so thank you for listening. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea there was independent wrestling. Listen, there's wherever you live in the Carolinas in Georgia, there's wrestling within an hour of your house, pretty much. It just is. You just got to find it. Am I saying it's the best wrestling ever? Absolutely not. Am I? Do you know if you're going to get a triple-A show, a double-A show, a single-A show, or a church softball league type wrestling show? No. But it's always an affordable, family fun form of entertainment. And I, I always say professional wrestling is the best form of live entertainment in the world so uh thank you for listening i would love your feedback <clears throat> leave a comment uh, wherever you're listening to this download subscribe wherever you find your podcast um if you're listening to this you probably already found it somewhere so i'm probably wasting my breath telling you to go find this somewhere because you're already listening to it so um again thank you so so much for all of your support i want to thank all of my patrons and give them a shout out. Those guys are awesome. So, hey, thanks for listening. This is Heath Mulliken. Let's keep wrestling strong in this region. And we'll see you soon. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.